decided we were going to talk about the arcade one-up modifications that I'm planning your, on. Your little machine project. Yeah. For, for Christmas, I got the, the, the Ninja Turtles arcade machine, which I was stoked about because it's got the four-player console. Right. And, uh, you know, the arcade one-up machines themselves are easily modified. You just got to put a, a CPU in it. Either you can, and I looked at all the options, you can do a main machine with an actual PC. I felt like that was probably going to be one of the more expensive builds that you could right. possibly get. Powerful, but expensive. And so I looked into some other things because all I wanted to do was run video games. And so the two other options that I came across were uh, Pandora's Box, which is a Chinese-made product that essentially comes preloaded with all of these games already in it. Mm -hmm. And their systems are rigid. Uh, you do have the ability to add SD cards so that you can add stuff to it, but it's all based on their operating system. And so there's a probability that you won't be able to actually get some games to work on their emulator. Or you'll just have a big whoopsie, and then you won't be able to use it at all. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of that, uh, the yeah, all the Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. The other was a Raspberry Pi, which is essentially a PC and on its own, uh, but it's just a processor with uh, a SIM card or USB port, and that's it. So it's just got enough processing power basically to handle what you need it for, which is gaming. So I went online and I managed to go and find the Pandora's box. Pandora's box ran like 110 bucks and it came preloaded. I think the one I looked at was uh, the Pandora's box five and it was preloaded with like 1200 games. And we had talked about that earlier. So one of the main problems I have with it is that it's got all these games, it's too many, but it's too many. Uh, there's no actual system in place to organize them because it's Chinese. <laughs> right. They don't believe in it. Either that or they just don't do things alphabetically. Like, I don't know how they have these things put in there. Other than that, you've got all these duplicates because if you think about Street Fighter, Street Fighter had versions that came out in Japan and in the U.S. And the only difference might be some of the, like, graphical animations like there was one there was one that had blood in it and we don't have any blood in, in the usa with plenty plenty of everything right. else no blood yeah have you guys seen mortal Kombat? <laughs> yeah i mean that was a big deal when it came out you know oh, everyone yeah. was screaming huge, about huge it. deal yeah and i mean I, I remember when it came out for the home systems and nintendo wouldn't let them put blood in it like was it black Something like that. It or, was... did, or did they just not have it? And then there was like a code you could put in and to actually have blood. It. Yeah. My, how far we've come. Because yeah. now the current Mortal Kombat is the goriest thing you can oh possibly God, witness. I mean, I feel ashamed sometimes when I go, I just want to see the fatalities. Yeah. And see how creative they are. The last one, I actually watched like a video on, on YouTube that was just showing the fatalities. And I got a little sick. Yeah, they, it's ridiculous They've now. gotten really bad. Yeah, like, they, well, I mean, you think about it, they have to continue, and I'm using quotes here, to add that wow or shock factor yeah, it's, to it's make a, people still want to play, because it's the same thing over and over, but... It's become torture porn at Yeah, this they have to just be like, how insane can we make this to where people still want to buy our game? Because, yeah. you know, if you're not just a hardcore fan, you know, it is the same game over and over. So their ante is... How crazy can we make these fatalities and brutalities and x-rays? and? Well, I remember uh, MKX. I mean, they were nasty in MKX, too. Uh, but none of them really hit me really hard, specifically, except for uh, noobs. The one where he'll teleport 
or send a duplicate across the stage and like actually like wishbone you. Yeah. And pull you apart like that. I was just like, okay. Yeah, okay, that's they, enough of that. They, yeah, they've got some really insane ones. It's yeah. it's super uncomfortable. Like you said, you want to go and see, like, oh, check out the cool fatalities, and you're like, I regret this decision. <laughs> I feel immediately uneasy now. Well, MK11 was just like, okay. Because I think the, the main boss, I've never played the game, but I think the main boss is like uh, some sort of a Time Lord or something like that. It's like Cronus or yeah, something. Yeah, I think so. Name, but like one of her fatalities basically is that she just kills you over and over again. You get stuck in a time loop where you just die over and over again. That's terrible. It's horrible. But in any case, so we're talking about these different uh, systems that we've got. We're, the the main <laughs> issue that I had with the Pandora's box was, for instance, I mean, you get King of Fighters, but just in case you have a desire to play every King of Fighters, every King of Fighters is in there. Like, And I think they've come out with like 20 games. Right. It's, it's, I mean, so that takes up a lot of the actual space. It's just King of Fighters games, Street Fighter games, because you get Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Champions Edition, right. Street Fighter 2 Turbo. All the editions. Yeah. And then you get uh, not, then you, you get all the Street Fighter 2 games, then you get them all again in the Japanese version. The same thing for Street Fighter 3, which a lot of people don't remember. Street Fighter 3 came out three times. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. That would be very frustrating trying to navigate you know, the menu to pick the game you want to play, mm-hmm. especially if, if you have company, you know, which is what it's for. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're like going through like, oh man, I should have practiced going through this menu so I don't look like a dummy. Yeah. So I actually know where it is. You, you can quick skip, but it's still a thousand games or more that you got to like shuffle through and you can't reorganize them. It doesn't think. And so it can't be like, these are the games you played recently. Right. Would you like to play these again? These are your favorite games. These are the games you've played more than once, you know, or that you've marked as favorites. That's why I chose Raspberry Pi 3. It's like it was like 85 bucks and that included the processing unit, a, a SIM card comes with it, a USB key. It's already pre-installed with the with the operating system Noobs which runs a couple things. I think I might have to install RetroPie on it so that I can run arcade games. Cuz I think Noobs only works for console games, which console games on my arcade machine would be cool, but I can't really think of any that I would really want to play on the console that I couldn't get an arcade, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I got that uh, with the arcade one-up machines. A lot of arcade aficionados are, you know, they say the the buttons are no good and the joysticks are no good. And I see where they're coming from. They do feel kind of cheap. Um, and, and they don't feel like an actual arcade. They feel, they feel, they feel tiny in my hand, uh, the, the joysticks. And the buttons don't have the same kind of uh, springiness Right. At the arcade, that actual arcade machines were. So I got some new arcade joysticks and some new arcade buttons. Uh, it seems like the only ones you can find on Amazon are LED backlit, so they're all going to be LED lit. <laughs> we can play in the dark. That's right. Um, and let's see, I got, you have to get an HDMI uh, board for it so that, you know, you can actually hook everything up properly. And what was, what else? Oh, and I, uh, I was pretty surprised I had to get an amp for my, for my speakers. So that it would hook up properly to my to my Raspberry Pi, and uh, the amp was the cheapest thing. It was like nine dollars. I couldn't believe that. Well, I mean, in realms of computers and processors, I'm not too surprised. Even low powered ones are gonna be pretty expensive. Yeah, but uh, all told, the whole thing ended up costing me about two hundred and thirty bucks to get all the parts. And uh, they should be coming in uh, towards the end of next week. And so I'll have all that. I got. I had to buy some tools so that I can drill some holes in my, my control panel because I've got to add buttons. So as you know, Ninja Turtles only has two buttons right. per player, 
and most games require at least four to six, Correct. especially fighting games. So the question I have for you is, did you get any games, or or is that a separate thing you have to that, acquire? I have to, I have to do that once I get the Raspberry Pi. Uh, once I do that, it, like I said, it already have the uh, it already have the operating system installed on it, uh, and I'm gonna fool with it a little bit and do some research before I get it to see whether or not Noobs will actually run uh, as a main processor for the the arcade games that I want, or if I need to go ahead and just get RetroPie on there and get the arcade games. Uh, but the cool thing about it is because it's an operating system, you can actually separate everything. You can organize it yourself. You can put your own graphics on there. And so when you load it up on the Arcade 1UP machine, it starts up like a computer. And then from there, it, all of your selections are actually there like a file. But when you, when you select it, like you can have graphics that will pop up. So you, or if you, want, like, if you want it to show you stuff off of the game. Okay. Then it'll load up the game and show you like how the game starts. You know, okay, stuff that's like cool. that. it's pretty yeah. awesome. It's a good interface, and so I was pretty pleased with that. The only downside to it is it's going to take a little extra work. It doesn't come ready out of the box. And I'm like I said, I'm assuming you'll have to go and get the games separately. I'm going to have to go get them. They're not going to cost me anything. There's the ROMs, and so I can go. I'm going to I can go online and just download all my ROMs for free. This is not illegal, folks. I'm doing nothing <laughs> illegal. It's not stealing. I'm essentially borrowing from other people. But that's what that, that's a cool thing I thought we could talk about is like, hey, if you could build your perfect arcade machine, what games would you have on it? I, I essentially I looked at the at the Pandora's box and says this pretty much has every game that I would want on it, plus like 800 games that I've never heard of or that I don't really need. Exactly. So we're not going to say here's 200 games that I want, but I, I want to go in kind of in depth in some of the games that really meant a lot to us in our childhood. Games that we would love to play again, and you know, essentially these will all be games that end up on my, on my uh, machine. Yeah, um, I can't remember the name of it. You've told me the name of it. We've talked about it before because I can't remember the name of Save My Life because I was so young when I played it. Um, in the arcade, uh, it's that fighting game where it's like aliens and stuff with like the uh, uh, the. Is- the Praying Manus. And ah, like the, the Time Killers. Um, yeah, that one. Time Killers is definitely going to yeah, be Yeah, that one is build. super fun. Uh, it's hilarious. It's so, so old. And when I go back and look at it now, I'm like, this thing is busted. Yeah. But it's just so neat because it was a precursor to for, for, for Mortal Kombat primarily. It was, like, it was like a weird game because as you did more damage to them, if you hit specifically certain points on their you body. You knock it off. Yeah. That's right. You could cut like, there was Limbs a guy off. with like a chainsaw uh, hand or something. Yeah. yeah. And his moves, like, everyone had weapons, and you could, so you could chop their leg off or right. chop their arm off, or, you know, if you did a fatality, you chop their head off. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was, I mean, that, that was an important game, I feel like, in the realm of arcade fighters, because it preceded Mortal Kombat, preceded Primal Rage, uh, preceded Killer Instinct, so it was, because it, it was still, it still had that animation style. Right, it was still cartoony, yeah. in a way. Yeah, had the sprites rather than the, than the 3D, 3D. Like right, right. Uh, that's one of the downsides to this. I can't get Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct doesn't doesn't work well on emulators. What? I know. That's like no ultra no. combo. That's one of my favorite games. <laughs> so that's why I, I knew it was, and that's why I said that was going to be a downer for for the emulator is that it won't support that. I think if I think if I run Noobs, I can get it for I can get the N64, the Killer Instinct Gold. I can get that version. I honest, guys, let me be honest with you. He probably didn't get it because he didn't want to get Ultra Combos. Look, dude, Ultra Combos are automatic. 
as long as you know the button presses. Anyone can memorize an ultra combo. What I'm going to be memorizing are combo breakers, okay? <laughs> and eventually, we'll, we're, I'm going to figure out a way for us to be able to do it. Because I see a lot of people with Killer Instinct emulated machines. I just got to figure out what systems to put on it. And right. it's just weird for me to say, like, I need one operating system just to run Killer Instinct. I don't know why it's got something to do with the 3D processor in it. It just doesn't agree with other emulators. Another one that I didn't see on the Pandora's Box emulator, which I was really uh, surprised by, MVC2 wasn't there. And I'm sorry, but you got to have MVC2. That's like a gem. Yeah. Um, so that's probably harder to come by. I don't know if you can get this because it was on Dreamcast, but if you can get Power Stone or, and Power Stone 2. I played Power Stone very briefly because I didn't have a Dreamcast. I had one friend with a Dreamcast. It is amazing yeah i remember power Stone. It, they they like preceded smash because it's very similar to smash instead of but instead of a side scroller i don't know if you consider side scroller combat but uh it's a top more top down mm-hmm. combat but it is four player or up to four player but you interact with the environment like you can pick up items and and or like pick up a beam off uh, you know off the ground or like knock a pillar down and pick up the pillar, you know, stuff let, like let that. Let me ask you this. How many buttons does it require? I'm not sure arcade-wise. Um, honestly, not that many. It was a very simple button game. Probably three. Three yeah. to four buttons. Okay, I'll, I have to do the research first because it's, if it's up to four players, I could handle it if it's up to four buttons. It's the only problem with this particular uh, control panel. Is I don't have room to give the outside buttons... Uh, six. Right. I can only give them four. Uh, typically, four is the max that you'll see on a four-player machine yeah, because I, of that. Right. I think, if I remember right, it's been a while. I think it's only three buttons, four oh, tops. Okay. So I'll have to. I'll have to take a look at it. I'll. I'll definitely look into it. Power Stone. Okay. Yeah, it's so great. It's on there. Great fighters. Uh, I know. I got to get one of the uh, the Soul Blades. Soul Calibre. I'd rather go with Soul Soul Edge. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, know, old go, school. Yeah. Well, I know another interesting thing about Power Stone is it has a co-op uh, adventure mode also. So if you just don't, if you're tired of beating the crap out of each other, you can actually co-op like the story mode, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Very lots and lots of gameplay time you can put in it. Speaking of like arcade style side scrollers, the the ones that really got me. You know, that I was really excited about having a four-player system and that people still talk a lot about, especially whenever uh, Arcade 1-Up released their Marvel system because they released a special edition Marvel system that had a Marvel superheroes, uh, X-Men Children of the Atom, and the Punisher on it, all of which will be on my <laughs> arcade machine. Uh, but people got real up in arms because they announced the, the, the Ninja Turtles machine with four players. They're like, where's X-Men? Right. <laughs> Which, honestly, wasn't a good arcade game, but the nostalgia factor is so high, like, I can understand why people want it. Like, even if it was just to have the arcade machine with the with the X-Men graphics on it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a throwback. Uh, so many quarters put into X-Men. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, another one. You'll have to help me with the name. Is, is it Altered Beast? Yes. Definitely getting that one. That's a good one. That one ate so many of my quarters at Skate Town. Yeah. <laughs> Which was also where Time Killers was. That's right. Ben, ben can't <laughs> skate. I fall down when I put wheels on my feet, so 
Instead, I put I, I put myself in front of arcade machines and spent my money there. I said, skate rental fee? No, no. Give me quarters, Give please. me quarters. But yeah, that's a good one. That's a fun game. Uh, of course, you know, The Simpsons. You know, yeah, they, Simpsons that's a big four-player cabinet. That'll be on there for sure. Uh, other four-player cabinets would be uh, both of the D&D side-scrollers. Okay. Those arcade games were great. One of the first arcade games to offer you choices inside the arcade game that would actually dictate the path that you took throughout the game. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't think I got to play those, so that would be fun to play just to experience. Heck yeah, instead of a campaign one day, I'd be like, we're not doing a campaign. We're playing Dungeons of Mysteria. <laughs> right. <laughs> playing this arcade game as D&D. It's like, what will you be? Will you be the fighter? Yeah. Why are you picking up spells, fighter? Why are you taking all the major spells? <laughs> well, yeah. Douche. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the main, like, the, the big four-player games, like NBA Jam. Oh, yes, a love big one. some jam. That's a big four-player game. But then uh, some of the, the like super nostalgia factor ones for me were uh, Contra. Okay. And uh, I, I'm kind of excited to get both the arcade version and the Nintendo and Super Nintendo versions on there so that we you can actually have a selection of all those games because they're all worthy. So, yeah, definitely going to have Raiden on my Right, system. Raiden. Definitely got to get the fighters for sure, though. Nothing fills me more with joy than the rage of Ben. I'm glad my rage gives you such joy, bro. <laughs> this dude makes my eyebrows sweat. It's ridiculous. But we can get some unique ones like Darksiders and, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was I was excited because uh, Darksiders and then Night Warriors. Something like that, yeah, Night Warriors. Uh, those two are fun. Yeah, because, I mean, Darksiders and Night Warriors, they've got a lot of the same characters, but the animation style is a bit different and the play style is different. Uh, so I am looking forward to having, like, different versions of the games. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I'm only going to get one Street Fighter game. Right. I'm going to have Super Street Fighter 2 because that takes care of all the Street Fighter 2s. Right. Street Fighter could suck it. I don't want that on my system. <laughs> that game was ridiculously bad. But, uh, yeah, all the Street Fighter alphas because I think I told you earlier they've got their own right, they're story all separate. modes. And they're brilliant. The animation is beautiful. I think Third Impact was the, was the last Street Fighter 3, and it... This is the one that like perfected the you know the, the impact reversal system and all that, and uh, plus you had access to all the characters like you know Akuma was accessible and not a secret character or something like that. Yeah, I think you I think you still have to unlock him over time or something like that, but you know he's available. It's kind of like MVC two. All the characters weren't immediately available; they kind of right. became available over time. But man, once all those characters got unlocked in the arcade, it got crazy. Yeah, it did get crazy. I miss those days. Actual arcade playing games. Yeah, miss the tilt, man. Yep. We have a new tilt, and it's not. It's just not the same. I just, you know, my my idea of an arcade, when I think of an arcade, is a dark, stuffy room with black lights and dark carpet with, like, neon stuff in them so that the black lights light it up. And you know if you turn the lights on, every surface would have, like, something stuck on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they keep the lights off. Yeah. I mean, I remember when Tilt was still around, every Christmas, in order to move their, their inventory out, they would sell. Like, all the machines would be for sale. And it was, and they would sell them for ridiculous prices. Like, they had a Ninja Turtles machine there. But if I remember, it was only a two-player machine. It wasn't a four-player machine. But it was the original machine. It was in really good shape. And they were asking, like, 300 bucks for it. Which, for a full-sized right. arcade machine, that's really good. Especially considering, I think those machines, like, in, in good condition now, they drop for, like, two to three grand. You know, I'm not saying I would sell it if I had it. I'm right. just saying it would be kind of cool if I had bought it. 
I think about all the times I've moved since then, though, and I just go like, that thing would be wrecked. That would right be, yeah, that'd be rough to or, I'd ha- or I probably would have sold it to somebody to, so that I'd have money to, to get an apartment or something like that. It's, it's one of those things you regret, but then you realize, man, that's a long time ago. I was still I was still in high school. Like, I was working my first job, I think, at the time. The, the only one that I think I would actually buy, since you only could play it in an arcade, would be that Fist of the North Star game they had, oh. where the pads flipped out oh, and you had to punch the them. I wish it had been better designed or better thought out because it was always broken. Yeah, because people broke it. Yeah, because you punched it as hard as you could. Right. I mean, why wouldn't you? Kinshiro's punching you in the face. Right. I mean, that's what you do. Yeah, but it was so fun. That thing was awesome, dude. So I, I remember when it first got there, and, you know, I wasn't trying to punch its head off. You know, you just, all you have to do is push the pad. Right. So, you know, it's just, do like Kinshiro and just roll your fingers up and touch it with your knuckles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a fun game. Uh, but like you said, it was mo- broken most of the time or, you know, not in 100% working order because, you know, there were kids that would just wail as hard as they could just because. And then the pads wouldn't pop out or, you yeah. know, and just play. That's where you, it was the bummer because it was a dollar game. You pump a dollar into it and then one of the pads is broken and you're getting hit every time that pad doesn't pop out. It's right. not, you know, it's not counting it. As, as as you hitting it. Right. Because it never actually came out. So, yeah, that was a bummer. Yeah. But, you know, as part of it, it was it was an innovation that they that they made, and it was really fun. And I liked the uh, the active arcade generation, all these games that were coming out that were making you move and do things. That was, that was a neat thing rather than just standing in line and, you know, putting your up on the... Yeah, putting <laughs> on, your quarter on top of the screen. Uh, yeah, it says, I'm up. So I, I still I still can't remember how we actually remembered whose quarter was whose and how that actually worked. I don't think it, you just kind of took turns at that point. Yeah, it was a, it was a system, man. That was an honor system. Yep. It's like everybody's quarters are up here and back nobody when, stole each other's quarters. Yeah, back when people could trust random people. Get your skate if you use somebody right. else's quarter, man. There was an honor system in the arcade. Seriously, somebody tried to steal a quarter, it was going to be on. Somebody's going to get stoned with quarters. <laughs> with quarters. Hailstorm. Good times, for sure. Yeah, that was, you know, it was the end of an era, man, when those uh, when arcades started going out. I still get a little giddy whenever I, uh, there's places online I, I find every once in a while that are like actual retro arcades. And they have that retro arcade feel, but they're all like, they're there pretty primarily for like parties and stuff like that. So you can rent them out, you know, they'll have, you'll have pizza and you know, right. it's that kid environment. I just remember every time I, I, I think about that, I'm like, this is really cool. They've got a wonderful selection like actual original arcade machines from like the late eighties and nineties. And, uh, so that, that would really make me, that would help me get into the feel of it. Unlike, you know, like the tilt that we have now, they have a couple of machines like that, but they're mostly like the new age machines. Well, yeah, they have to appeal to the children. Exactly. Of now, you yeah. know, so the parents want to spend their money on their children there. Yeah. Which is not bad. It's a pretty, I mean, especially for our area. Not that anyone knows what our area is like, but um, it's, it's not bad. It's really not. No, no. I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a bit expensive for somebody who can do the math in their mind whenever you're spending that much money on it. You're like, how much am I spending on this game? Like that shooter that we played? Right. I equated that to $2 per game. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, how times have changed. Yeah, for serious. Yeah, definitely. But like, I mean, I'll still play some, some DDR. Like, well, yeah. Anytime, whenever. It's a perfect game for laughing at your friends. <laughs> it, I've been in there since we went, and they've got a new machine in there now where instead of stepping on the pads, 
you just slide your feet along with it. I think you have to step on the pad too in certain places, but it, it, there's no like arrows. It's just a dance floor with sensors in the dance floor. Oh, that, get right. Let's yeah, go. That feel where your feet are. It was pretty neat looking. I was like, Zach would have fun here. This would this would be like we would not leave until Zach left two pounds uh, left two pounds on right. <laughs> in the carpet. Right. Uh, another thing we never got to do, which I still want to do, is you know they've got laser tag there. I was always really good at laser tag. I've probably grown slow in my old age, but yeah, I'm always down to do some laser tag. Uh, they say it's not bad in there. People I've talked to have actually done it. Yeah. For what it is, so yeah. they say that that space is a lot bigger than it appears. Uh, I know this isn't popular anymore, and I, I'm not a smoker, but one of the other things I do miss about arcades is the like atmosphere of just heavy smoke. <laughs> I don't know why. Because, like, like I said, I don't smoke. It was just, there, I guess it's just a nostalgia thing. It's like there's another reason that we keep the lights out. Otherwise, you would see that everything has nicotine stains all over it. Right. It's yellowed with age. Back when you could smoke in, in public yeah. places, guys. I mean, I I don't know how many people remember that being in a mall and actually like going to the food court. People are smoking in the food court, you know. Yep. That used to be what it was like. People smoked everywhere. Yep. Now it's like you have to be twenty feet away from any food establishment to smoke a cigarette. Yeah. I I seem to recall there was uh, I think it was Eddie Izzard said something about that it said in California was the hip state. And that they had made it the law that no smoking in their bars. And he said, soon no drinking and no talking. We just come and we stand and we look at each other. And then we go home. We've gone out. Dating is going to become very interesting. It's just going to be a bunch of awkwardly passed looks between each other. Dating has become so complicated. Yeah. Why can't we just go back to smoking cigarettes and drinking? (laughs) (laughs) Why can't we just talk to people in person? Yeah. Look, I know this is an off tangent, but... Since we brought up that, I have to. So one of my employees texted me today and goes, "Hey, I need you to get Snapchat." Oh God! So I can uh, get you in this group for D and D. And I was like, "No, nah. <laughs> we're not opening that pair of doors." Uh, I was like, "No, I vowed to never have Snapchat." The moment it came out, I was like, "Nope." Thank goodness for Group Me. Yeah, hashtag we use Group Me. Yeah, Group Me, Group Me rocks. The the annoying thing for me and. I've talked to, because, you know, all my employees are much younger than I am, obviously. Um, They use it for everything. I'm Mm -hmm. like, why don't you just text the person? And they're like, well, no, if I don't really want to talk to them, I just send them a snap. And and if it's a conversation I want to continue, I'll just text them. I was like, this just makes sense. That sounds backwards. And I've had employees before that are like, I tried to contact you for work. And they're like, well, did you snap me? And I was like, no, because that's not an official form of communication <laughs> shouldn't have to send you a snap in order to get your get your attention you have a phone i'm calling your number right it's ridiculous uh, anyway i'm not gonna I'm, <laughs> I'm, leave that alone before i get angry so on on old school fighting games and this is because i like uh king of fighters but i don't know which is the best king of fighters because i'm not a king of fighters aficionado like as far as getting into that, because I realize King of Fighters is, is all the SNK, right? It's like a, a accumulation of Fatal Fury, Art of Fighting. I don't think so. Are my Shiranui and Terry and all them not in uh, King of Fighters? They are, but the SNK I think is different because they have some games that are like SNK versus. Well, yeah. Well, I was gonna get Capcom versus SNK two, 
and SNK versus Capcom. That way you get both sides because SNK versus Capcom. Not only do you get different animations because all the Capcom characters are, look like SNK characters, but all the move systems are in the SNK style, which is more complicated. Right. I appreciate that, and that's kind of what I want. I want to get a really good King of Fighters game, and I know that just because it's the most recent arcade release doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the best arcade yeah, release. Yeah, you just probably have to go find like a poll or some kind of do a little research to see what the yeah, general like, consensus which, is. Which which cough is going to give me all the characters that are good and the best graphics and playability. Yeah, basically. And they're going to be like 98. Yeah, <laughs> essentially cuz there's so many. So we'll go and that so that'll be that'll be my thing on that just one King of Fighters game. I'll probably get a Fatal Fury game just for the just for the lols. I love some Fatal Fury. I love Fatal Fury, man, but I go back and I play, and it's just like going back and playing the original Samurai Showdowns, which, yes, there will be a Samurai Showdown. I love there. Samurai Showdown. Neo Geo's got to represent. But it, going back and playing it, it's just, it's not like Street Fighter 2. It was so stiff. Street Fighter 2 was not. Street Fighter 2 was a very fluid game that set the bar for, for games going forward from there. It's like, that's, the way, that's why SNK slowly failed, is because they've refused... Yeah. To go that route because they had their own thing and that's you know I can I can respect them for that because I enjoyed their games. Back then I was still fast enough and had enough had enough of my of my Twitch speed in there that fighting games weren't a complete unsatisfying mystery to me. Like you've always been better than me at fighting games, but I was always at least somewhat good enough to learn from my mistakes and come back and maybe have a chance. Like I like to think I pose some challenge to you on occasion. Well, speaking of challenge, there's a game you haven't mentioned yet. Oh God! And I'm wondering if you're skipping it on purpose. I can probably get one of them on this on the machine. I'm not getting one and two because they look terrible. Yeah. In comparison to three. Yeah. So yes, taking three <laughs> will be on my system, and Tekken Tag if I can get it. Uh huh. But yeah. That's one game where I feel like I might not stand on equal footing with you, but it's one of those where occasionally I step on your toes. Yeah, it's true. And I do manage to squeak out a win, and sometimes more than squeak out a win. Sometimes I manage to scream a win. Yeah, that's true. And uh, it's not just because I pick Eddie Gordo either. No, no. Eddie's, <laughs> Eddie's not bad to play against, really. You usually get with King most of the time. Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a King player, and I was I was really good at him. I think, if I remember correctly, on on Tekken three, I knew I had memorized two of the rolling combos. Right. So I had I had the one where he dips down mm-hmm. and 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 grabs you from the front, and then I had a rolling combo that started from the grounded position, just in case you were being decided not to stand up. Yeah. Well, I've always been a, a reactive player in fighting games, mm-hmm. so I play characters like June. Who counter? Yeah, or... I know. <laughs> I know. I'm, I like powerhouses myself. I like characters who have like one hit staying power, like Brian Fury, right, and Paul, uh, Paul Phoenix. I was using my trump card. Just play Bob. See, Bob wasn't in uh, Tekken Tag. <laughs> Speaking of Tekken Tag, I hope I can get that game because I want to bowl. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was a bowling champion, dude. I bowled a perfect three hundred. Right. I don't know what they call that. The turkey is three strikes in a row, which is awesome. Yeah, it's probably just the perfect game. Yeah, me and my friends all call them chickens. Chicken. Chicken. King of Iron Fist Tournament. Enter the chicken. The chicken. (laughs) All right, we have talked a good long time about this. I'm looking forward to getting this thing built. Uh, Like I said, I'll have it 
probably towards the middle or end of next week and I'll probably have it built about two weeks after that because I got to do some mods to the actual cabinet itself which I'm going to take my time with to make sure I don't right because <laughs> uh you know there's only one cabinet and I'm not going to be able to order replacement parts for it right you gotta be careful so yeah drilling holes in that thing is going to make me nervous I gotta like measure twice so I can cut once and not have nothing but regrets afterwards plus it has a plexi plastic cover on it that's specially made for it so I know it fits already but I'm adding buttons Right, uh, and I need to keep that plastic cover to protect the the art. Unfortunately, with Arcade One Up extended play, which there will be once I get this modifier in there, it just rubs the art off of it. Right. So I'm glad they added that, but it's just going to make it more difficult for me to actually cut the holes where they need to be and get everything measured properly. You'll be fine. Yeah, I get I'll get it all done, and it's going to look awesome once I get it finished. But just before we go, please feel free to shout out on Twitter with some D&D questions because I'm dying to talk about D&D. <laughs> I am fiending to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, we were talking about it earlier, man, right before we started the podcast. And it's like, I get basically I'm, I'm telling you this because I want you to know about these decisions that I'm making for the game, but also so we won't talk about it during the podcast because I really want to talk about D&D. I know. So please, shoot us some questions, you know, campaign ideas like we talked about the other uh, episode, just, you know, general questions. We'll love to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I would talk about it now, and I could just edit out all the parts where I'm actually spoiling the game for the players. I think we could actually manage that. We'll probably save that. We'll save that for next time, and you guys... I'm letting you know right now, if we do it, you're going to have huge gaps in there. I'm going to have to figure out a new sensor phrase to put in there that's just going to be, like, longer. Because we've got the whoopsies now, but I think I'm going to have to add, like, a marshmallow. <laughs> marshmallow! This conversation has been redacted for the protection of our players. <laughs> we must preserve. We must preserve. Let it get bad. Ow!